Welcome to the Yellow Podcast, a safe space where we have wholesome conversations on real topics such as faith, personal development, relationships, emotions, psychology, and much more. I'm your host, Akemini Steven, a personal development coach and founder of The Yellow Project. Before you begin this episode, grab a drink, get comfortable, relax, share this with your friends, and get ready to color your mind yellow. Hi guys, hey, you're listening. You're listening to the Yellow Podcast. Obviously, it's your girl EK, your host, and I'm here with two wonderful people. One of them, I've been wanting her to be on my podcast for a while now, <laughs> and she brought her friends. So I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm gonna do, you know, okay. Talking. Yes. So. Well, my name is Olivia, mm. and I've known EK for maybe oh, a couple some months, right? Couple months. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> doing a whole podcast together um yeah but that's me um Mm -hmm. i don't know what else to say about myself what do you do or like what anything you want to share what's one cool creative outlet for you Mm. creative outlet for me Mm -hmm. well i grew up doing theater she, I think she's that's, always talking about that and and i like i can see that because from the day i met you, you you're very theatrical not in a bad way like very expressive fact, you know very yeah. yeah so it makes i can sense. attest to that yeah <laughs> yeah it makes sense. um yeah uh i think it's kind of funny how we're looking at the mic like it's a person <laughs> please it's like please oh yeah, yeah it's eye contact, yeah. Eye contact. Yeah. no it's, it's just funny contact? oh depends hmm? very like, depends it depends. If I know you, yeah, yeah we're good. If I don't know you, don't look at me now. <laughs> I learned so much about eye contact recently. Yeah. Apparently, it establishes trust. Like, yeah. So that's why are, I don't, that's I don't the do truth. eye contact huh. with everybody. If I don't trust oh, you, I, <laughs> I'm looking at the ground. <laughs> okay, so. I don't trust you, I'm looking at the floor. Oh my goodness. No, not me. I look at everybody in their soul directly. What like literally <laughs> I like making eye contact because I want to see who takes their eyes off first. Mm. So yeah. that I feel like, okay. Ooh. <laughs> I have a little leg up here. Yeah, I feel like my confidence is like, okay, like I'm improving. Cause there was a time when I really like I couldn't make eye contact. So now when I'm able to like make it and whoever loses loses the eyes first, I'm like, okay, I win. You're done. <laughs> okay, you're, you're done. done. You're, you're done. done. You're yeah, done. We're done. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, okay, so go ahead and introduce yourself, right. Melvin. Hi, my name is Melvin. Um, I am a college student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's transferred schools. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I'm in Penn State. Um, and mm-hmm. a cool creative outlet. <laughs> Mm. Shameless plug. Um, I'm an <laughs> author as well. Wait, really? Yes. yes. I oh, just wow. I just self published my first book in August. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's called The Call of Destiny. Oh. Okay. <laughs> What's it about? Like- uh, so it's about um, a man named Justin who just lost his father. So it's so, fiction. So it's fiction. Yeah, it's a really? Christian okay. fiction. Mm. Um, and in the wake of him learning, like processing his trauma with his father, he discovers that his father has a past that he doesn't know about. Mm. So his father be- is turns out to be this supernatural warrior that God mm. creates from mm. in every generation to protect the light in the world. And so now his father died and his son has to take up that mantle and he's basically mm. thrusted into the spirit realm and spiritual battle and different mm. things like that. Um, and so it's a three-part series. So wow. this is the first one. See, whenever I hear Christians say mantle, 
and mm. spiritual realm. I know they serious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, know. I know you're serious. Yeah. Like, like, you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Now but we're that, talking business. That's yeah. 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 It's like, okay, I see you're on my level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that sounds really great. I'll definitely link it mm-hmm. in the comment section mm-hmm. or in the info mm-hmm. section so you guys can check out his book for purchase and if there's anything you want to link to like i'll do that at the end yeah girl i don't got anything yeah. right now but in the future <laughs> this mm. is the first time i'm ever appearing on a podcast so i guess Aww. i'll say it um wow. I, oh my gosh i'm so glad that yeah I, I, you know i wanted to say something but i don't know if it's appropriate what go ahead i i i <clears throat> did devoured olivia <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was funny in regards to what we're about to speak on. Mm. Mm. Thank you. So, really you know, but um I I God has been telling me to start a podcast for a while. Wow. You already know that. So, mm, yeah. that's there's going to be two actually, maybe mm. three possibly, who mm-hmm. knows, that are coming up. Um so stay tuned. Mm. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, um, speaking of deflowered, um, <laughs> you guys know on this podcast, I don't hold back. So today we're going to be talking about purity, like just like purity as a whole, like the culture of sex today in our society, media, whatever the conversation leads to in general, but just like, <clears throat> you know, purity. And I definitely want to talk about even just like the word we use right now, deflowered, things like that. Like as Christians, what do we think about when, I don't know, when um, it's seen as like, oh, you have sex, you lost your, I don't know, you lost something, you lost your innocence or, you know. It's funny that we're talking about it because I literally saw a tweet like um, not too long ago and this girl was like, um, I think he was on the, was he on the shade room? I don't remember. But this girl was like, um, that virginity and all this is a social construct Mm. and that's one topic i've been wanting to get into right like it's a social construct there's no such thing as losing you didn't lose anything you had mutual consensual sex with a person and all that stuff Mm. and they also say something that has to do with the patriarchy like trying to oppress Uh, women and stuff like that everything has to do with the patriarchy i mean so look we're already starting off on the intense page (laughs) like i want to get you guys' opinion on that like what do you think about just um that culture of purity that culture of it Hmm. (laughs) I think it's very interesting um, concept, Mm -hmm. right? Like giving your virginity to somebody Mm. is something that's like this big deal or not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like it goes either way. Mm. I know a lot of people that it's like a big deal to them and it's like, you know, or there's the other side of it where people just don't care. And it's like, I don't really, you know, I don't count this or that. Or it's the like other. on two extreme ends. Yeah, exactly. Right yeah. Um, you know, and I think, I mean, mm. I think it's okay to like, is it okay to like use like actual terms for things? Yeah. Like actually, because we grown. Like there are grown <laughs> adults out yeah. here. And I think it's become too taboo in mm-hmm. the church yeah, and in yeah. the Christian community. Yeah. Like, Let's talk about it. We can't say words like oral sex or right. like penetrative sex or like penis and vagina and these are the biological these are, terms for it these are the right. biological right. terms for the yeah. body parts that god created mm. and it's like saying arm or leg mm-hmm. or eye 
you know but liver liver (laughs) like uterus small intestine uterus like and it's become so taboo and even Mm. me in my in my chest i feel a little like right whoa like this is weird this is different ingrained in us deeply to like shun or shy away from it or feel like oh this is like sensitive but it's like yeah it's not i think yeah. we have this we created this culture um at least in the church that doesn't even that keeps us away from it mm-hmm. but doesn't teach us in a healthy way about it yeah and we go to other uh sources to learn and sources to understand it and a lot of times sometimes they're not healthy sources and then or we we learn for ourselves yeah and then we wonder why there's no purity in the church. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like that is, that is so true. Like the church should be the one, should be the body shaping the, what do you call it? Our understanding of sex yes. because God created it. Yes. Yes. So it's really unfortunate that something that God created, media <laughs> is defining it more for us than right. the church is. Yeah. And if you even try to <clears throat> talk about it or talk about certain things, it's like, it's sensitive like you said or it's taboo or something and so you have a lot of people like going outside to figure out or to find out like right. all i heard growing up was don't have sex That's it. and we need to talk about that because how is that purity culture right. or i feel like th- this is exactly why i really want to talk about purity what even does purity look like like if we're just telling people don't have sex don't have sex like what what's going to happen when that person finally when that person is 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 finding out that they're sexually attracted to people what's going to happen when even when that person gets married like you guys have heard stories that, right right of yes. people christians that have gotten married and right. are struggling with sexual intimacy in their marriage in holy matrimony right and yeah. they're struggling because it's something that nobody ever talk nobody about. talks about yeah. and the only way that you know about it at least for me and mm-hmm. and where i grew up in the culture that i'm used to is like mm-hmm. you figure it out for yourself mm-hmm. and that can happen in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um i mean the big m word masturbation yes mm-hmm. uh porn yeah um personal experiences mm-hmm outside of marriage you know mm-hmm. literally fornication yeah. it's a literally and i love that you called it that yeah fornication that's what it's yes. called yes. that's what it's called that's the word yes and you know for me personally like i've had experiences outside of marriage mm-hmm. i'm not married i'm single mm-hmm. um with a, with two people mm-hmm. that have really just shaped my idea and understanding of what sex is mm. and that unfortunately has you know kind of i don't know how to put it in the best words but it's kind of um you know tainted my mm-hmm. view mm-hmm. um and caused other issues like yeah. the issue of masturbation mm-hmm. um you know yeah. and and so that in itself is almost another conversation but mm-hmm. um i mean sex is a, is is a thing that god created to be okay. enjoyed in the in the context, in the context of marriage, of marriage yes. in the covenant of marriage yes. where it's safe to enjoy that yes that thing that god created for a man and his wife to become one flesh mm. and what people don't talk about is how even when you're outside of marriage sex still mm-hmm. does the job that mm-hmm. god created it to do it combines. It literally makes two people one. It makes two people one, and the the people that 
um, you know, you have those experiences with, mm-hmm. a piece of your flesh like is ripped away when that relationship ends mm-hmm. because ultimately most of the time it does unless you get married to that person mm-hmm. um and even then like there's the issue of divorce and all that mm-hmm. so you know i mean yeah it's uh it's a huge impact and and people don't realize like how much of an impact it is until you experience it for yourself most of the time mm. and it's it's truly um, a shame that the church doesn't talk about it enough because had I understood or somebody explained to me what how big of a deal it really is and like mm-hmm. how much it really does affect you mm-hmm. not just physically but emotionally and spiritually yes what does it cause what are the repercussions what yeah. are the consequences I didn't know any of that I mm-hmm. thought it was normal and okay to it was expected of me to do this inside of a relationship. Uh, yeah. But then again, you know, it, it doesn't get talked about. And I didn't know that. And yeah. so I had to learn the hard way, like like most of us do. And like it's, you know, um, even in, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed. But I would say, well, I'll say more recently, like in the past, since the pandemic, if you guys have noticed, there's been more... Uh, a lot more scandals right in the body of christ with Mm -hmm. us finding out that maybe uh this pastor cheated on his wife or you know certain things like this happening and so it goes to show that even in the body of christ Mm -hmm. even the people that are leading they are struggling with lust and i hate to say it perversion and so that's even like that even leads up to my other question well i have two questions but i'll start with this one because you did bring up porn you know Mm -hmm. masturbation and i wanted to ask you guys do you think that men and when it comes to uh struggling with porn do you think that the reasons why the reasons for going to porn are different for men and women Mm. does that question make sense yeah i think so (laughs) it's funny we really were talking about this we really it was the exact topic that we were talking about and i can only speak for myself Mm -hmm. um I am just discovering these past few years, like, the loneliness that comes with, like, singleness. Mm. Like, we're talking about purity Mm. and just being single. And, like, I think in Christian circles, we either treat singleness like it's a plague (laughs) or, or, like, it's, like, such a a honorable thing that Mm. we don't want it. Like, we, 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 like, turn away Mm. from relationships. Like Paul, like, Satan. Right, 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 right. We want to be like Paul. But it's, like, and I think growing up, Mm-hmm. I had that kind of attitude. I was like, I don't need no relationships. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yeah. not getting on my nerves about all this relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Y'all all consumed by it. And I do believe that God has been setting me apart in the midst mm-hmm. of my struggles and my dealing with my own self. Mm-hmm. He is setting me apart for the right one. But mm-hmm. um, I never really acknowledged the loneliness in it. Mm-hmm. You know, going through life and seeing other people mm-hmm. in relationships, I didn't realize how much I wanted that. And yeah. so for me, you know, mm. porn has been a struggle and challenge, a wrestling mm-hmm. match. Um, mm. And um, being able to be honest about like, this is why this clings so mm-hmm. heavy. Mm-hmm. And I saw So I think for men, um, either this like either take the risk of putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and dealing with the hurt and different things like that or have a quick fix and yeah. deal with it this way. And, right. Um, and just I think with culture is so it's so saturated at this point. Like I have never seen it mm. in any I haven't mm. been on this earth for that long, but like mm. it's bad like it's in everything. 
like triggers yeah. are everywhere yeah when it comes to it because it's so yeah. intertwined in what we see and what we talk about and it's talked about so casually mm-hmm. i think what you just said like triggers like when yes. it just comes to dealing with lust sexual temptation or perversion there's triggers everywhere you turn on the tv there's triggers class in a classroom yes. yeah the teacher yeah. just writes what is 69 divided Ooh, by, that's a trigger, yes. a trigger. There's yeah. triggers right. everywhere and like that's that just goes to show how much how much we are in a culture of sex right now yes. literally even in food ads like yes. we are literally in a culture yes. of sex yeah. and i wanted to add something to what you said um, I, can't I think it was uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick that said this, but he mm. said sin is basically when you tr- when you satisfy a legitimate need illegitimately. That, that. illegitimately. <clears throat> right. yeah. Yes, and you, you know, even just going to when it comes to like porn or even just like uh, any sin pertaining to lust or sex or anything like that, the legitimate need right there is connection or right. companionship or even just relationship because mm. you talked yeah. about even just that loneliness but then sin is when we satisfy that need that is legitimate like god did create us to be in relationship mm-hmm. he created us to be in community community to have you know companionship but when we try to satisfy that need illegitimately that's where the enemy comes in and that that right there is perversion i come right. to think of it like Every sin is perversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sin is perversion is pretty much mm-hmm. just like something that God that was meant for like good, the mm-hmm. enemy just perverting it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. even just that connection or that sex that's meant for good, the mm-hmm. enemy is like, um, you know you can just get this by yourself, right? Right. That's where masturbation yeah. comes right. in. You know you can't just satisfy yourself by yourself, right? And even yeah. even in building on that, I've mm-hmm. seen how it builds on further lies. Like it's like mm. with that one line, we build on another line, build on another line. So now you have these things about that you think is normal in relationship and how you interact with someone, mm. and it's not. Even mm. how you see someone in conversation, it affects Talk about all it. of yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And so <clears throat> God has been consistently breaking down these things, like just how I see myself in versus mm. other people, right. like yeah. my value. Yeah. And it's like, listen, this person is not more valuable than you. Mm. You're not more valuable than them. But mm. what you have in you is more valuable. Mm. That's mm. the difference. That's where the value comes from. And so it's just mm. like, like I think a lot of times porn can, can feed not only like that, oh, I need companionship, but also like you don't feel worthy for companionship. Mm. So you go to that to feel. That's deep. It. Talk about and it. see, sin is like it's literally like a chain. What's it called? It's a like cycle. a cycle. Yeah. Because you're you have that need for intimacy, you go get it from porn and masturbation mm-hmm. because the enemy convinces you that that will solve the problem. But what mm-hmm. happens is now shame comes into the picture. So yes. now you're dealing with shame, and then because of the shame, the yeah. shame is actually why you end up keep, keep going, going back going to the right. thing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So the shame literally makes you, like you said, think I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy mm-hmm. for the relationship I want. I'm not worthy for the intimacy mm-hmm. I want. You know, yeah. and on that same note, I mm-hmm. mean, talking more in the sense of masturbation, mm-hmm. um, I personally I struggle and. Um, I refuse to accept it as a current struggle um, because I believe that um, in with every slip up mm-hmm. comes healing and mm-hmm. it comes one step closer That's to um, to getting breakthrough mm-hmm. so um, anyways 
for me, um, I had this revelation, and I think I shared this with you at mm. one point, where um, in the like after the act of masturbation ends, you did tell me you get you you experience an orgasm. Mm-hmm. That's usually the way that it ends, mm-hmm. and your brain is literally wired to create neural pathways Mm. and connect that feeling with something else. Mm. Um, And so, for example, when shame comes in, Mm. right after you see where you're going, right after you, you have an orgasm, you immediately connected to connected shame. to shame mm. at least in my experience that has Ooh. that has been the overwhelming feeling every single time mm-hmm. that it has happened mm-hmm. like it i've wow. been immediately attacked with right. shame right. and oh you're not good enough yep. you're not worthy enough yep. to <clears throat> you're not able to handle the responsibility mm. of being in a relationship because you can't control your own flesh it's every single wow. every single lie in the book. Yeah. And what God revealed to me is that in that in in every time that that happens, you're mm. actually creating a neural pathway in your brain mm. that connects an orgasm with shame. Yes. So yeah. what happens when you are in that marriage covenant and mm. you are having sex mm. and you do orgasm which is you something that god created yeah. for us to enjoy in mm. that context mm-hmm. what now is that neural pathway connecting that Oof. organism with talk about it like and you know the brain is constantly creating neural yep. pathways right. yep. and that what you what you just said is so powerful and it's so true and a lot of people don't understand right. it because half of the, but the whole porn industry mm-hmm. is literally like th- there's a principality of shame yeah. yes. that is over the entire porn industry right. like I mean think about some of the some of the, the things or the categories that th- these things are all connected to mm-hmm. humiliation yes. shame yeah. yes. degradation yes. why is it that there's such a strong connection between sexual satisfaction or an orgasm with degradation and shame yeah yeah that's so messed even up. even abuse yeah oh yeah i mean that's, that's so messed yeah. up it's it's like the enemy knows exactly what he's connecting these things with Jeez. if he can take if the enemy can take the beautiful perfect wonderful thing that god yeah. created for a husband and a wife to enjoy in the context of marriage mm-hmm. and pervert it in any way that he mm-hmm. can by connecting it to things like shame he's connecting it to things like humiliation, connecting it to abuse, mm. connecting it to fill in the blank. Yeah. Mm. It it we unknowingly perpetuate those connections mm. in our brains, in the physical makeup of Jesus. the chemicals in our brains mm-hmm. every time we partake in those sins. Yes. And we don't realize the effect that it's having on us mm. until we're in that situation. And praise God that he revealed it to me yeah. now so mm. I can be more aware of it and kind of change my perspective on it before yeah. I even get into a relationship mm. or a marriage for yeah. that matter. Because then now, now as when something is out in the open and it's not in the dark anymore, mm-hmm. God reveals it to you. There's room for healing now. Mm-hmm. God brings to the, he brings it into the light when right. he wants yeah. to yeah. heal. Yeah. And even as you were talking about that, it's Rami at First Corinthians chapter six. He said, hmm. "Any other sin is outside the body, but when you sin in sexual immorally, hmm. it's against the body." Yeah, and I didn't see that until you said that, and I was like, "You know, that's that's crazy. That's your body working against your body. Yeah, pretty much. 
That's deep. Now you're out here creating all kinds of yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't even know how to explain. And like right. me, I'm very uh, what's the I'm a I'm a I'm very like blunt mm-hmm. about certain things, and I'm very oddly enough very open about the conversation of like sex or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Even though I was I grew up in a like in a traditional African oh, wow. home, yeah. you know, wow. but yeah. somehow. I've always been that, you know, like, first of all, I grew up feminist, okay? I mean, now I'm Christian. I still believe in equality of men and women, but I'm not as radical yeah. with that the way I was. And so yeah. I remember um, this Christian uh, Bible school that we went for, and one of the speakers, I'll, I'll mention his name because he was so influential, um, Pastor Adam Mabry. He has a couple books. Like, you guys should check out Adam Mabry. But he came to talk to us about sexuality and expressive individualism Mm -hmm. and how we're going into a culture. That's a whole conversation for another day. But how we're going into a culture where everybody has their own truth Mm -hmm. and there no longer Mm -hmm. is a a general truth. It's like, well, this is my understanding of what sex is. This is my truth. You can have your own truth. And I remember asking him, like, literally after the session, I went to ask him, hey, like, is BDS every sin? Because, like, I, I feel like as Christians... We should be having these conversations, yes. right? Yes. Because when when there's movies like Fifty Shades of Grey coming oh, yeah. out, mm, three hundred and sixty five yeah. days coming oh, out, yeah. when there's all these movies coming out, and like we're literally like the culture is the media is literally perpetuating this. I don't even know what to call it. There's so much perversion on TV. Yeah, right. yeah. So I literally like had to go and ask him like, hey, is BDSM a sin? Like, what do you do when you get like into a marriage or even just like you have a spouse who has strange i guess sexual desires mm-hmm. and i guess my question is just more so like like what would you guys put or categorize under sexual perversion what is sexual perversion versus what actually is just normal but because of the culture of sex mm-hmm. we've made it like per- perversion do you guys understand what i'm yeah. saying yeah yeah um, I think I would uh, define sexual perversion as anything that is going to distort mm-hmm. the interaction and the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, if it's, I want to say respectful, but it's, if it's um, something that is not going to... Um, bring pleasure to both like, of bring them? Play, pre- bring pressure, but not going to, like you said, like objectify them, create mm, this very right. distorted image. way of, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're all made in the image of God. Mm. We can't be twisting each other in that's those good. ways. That's good, right. Um, yeah. And so I think anything that's, that's going to do that yeah. is not healthy. Because right. if I'm talking to you, mm. and just like in a conversation, I got to respect you, and I got to talk to you in a certain yeah. way. If I distort that, mm. I'm going to disrespect you, I'm going to be rude to you, I'm going to talk. Mm. In the same way of any other Right. Uh, interaction that's and really that's the good. most intimate interaction yeah so that's really that's good. really good and yeah. i think anything that like goes outside like kind of like you said to explain it further anything that goes outside of a healthy truly yes. healthy relationship hmm. with some with things that do not edify you or your partner mm-hmm. um and i mean i'm talking about things like abuse yes mm-hmm. like if you know you're chaining each other up you Lord know a, like th- like causing inflicting pain come on yeah. that's not like i think there are some very obvious things yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. the bible is very clear that a husband and a wife should love each other as themselves um mm. and that 
pretty much what's the scripture i'm gonna look it up because i don't mm-hmm. want to botch take it. your time <laughs> um mm. but i love while you're looking up i love that answer like anything that distorts not even just the respect or the interaction between the both of you but the image of god mm. yeah. because we are all created in his image and sex Everything we do on this earth is actually supposed to bring glory to yes. God, including yeah. sex. Right. Like, right, right. perversion is literally like when we, we take sex outside of the presence of God, mm. right? Like, mm. I know this sounds really Which weird. Which is crazy. Like, it, it, like, like imagine, it, like, you're, you're intimate, you're, but that's supposed to happen because it reveals his glory. It's his yeah. glory. And so you are now taking, once you take his glory out, you're in darkness. And when you're in darkness, that is really where sin can thrive. Right. And something else that I wanted to add to that, when it comes to, for anyone wondering, where do you draw the line between this is straight up perversion yeah. versus this is something that I am allowed to, this is something that is holy. That's the word. Holy. Because sex is holy. Yeah. yeah. Like, that should be a t-shirt. Sex yes. is holy. Like, sex is forget holy. what the culture yep. says. But I think something else that can help us navigate through that is... Well, at least this came to my mind. Like, if that sexual act actually puts the person in more bondage mm. than they were before that, wow. right. it's not bringing glory to God. Right. For example, if you're, if someone, let's say, I don't know, uh, they were abused when they were a child, mm. right? And mm-hmm. so now they get off of like having sex that reminds them of that abuse Mm. that sex is not bringing glory to god there's something there's a distortion there there's something wrong there and just to add to that it's sexual like sexuality and sex Mm -hmm. is is so important like like it's connected to our um emotions and what Mm -hmm. we go through so when you don't heal when you deal with so many things uh people do out of trauma especially when it comes to trauma's work yeah. and so it's just like yeah, people yeah. don't think and don't realize how mm. much trauma impacts our behavior and how we mm. act and how we go through the world and we build identities out of our trauma mm-hmm. and say this is normal when the the source of it and the originate where it originated was not good yeah yeah and yeah. I think people get into a place where they have no, they feel like they have no choice. So yeah. they make these identities. But mm-hmm. it's like in my own experience, um, God has been constantly healing mm-hmm. a lot of different traumas. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to be honest about how I express myself and how I think yeah. of things. Um, because, you know, culture says, oh, you know, like you said, your own truth. Like you just live your own truth. But that's that's a, a enabling mentality because it allows you to stay in something that you know it's not good for you mm, right yeah we are preaching like, yeah and I mean, I, i'm learning a lot like yeah me too yeah yeah i i think um i think the verse um in ephesians, in ephesians 5 really yeah. sums it up mm-hmm. when it talks about sex i mean of course there's always more revelation to be found because mm-hmm. god is limitless like yeah. there's mm-hmm. always more knowledge and wisdom to be found in him mm-hmm. um but this is the framework for that. Mm-hmm. And in Ephesians 5, 21, mm-hmm. um, it talks about instructions for Christian households. And I'm just going to read the verse. Mm-hmm. Um, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Mm-hmm. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Mm-hmm. Now, as the church submits to Christ... So also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Mm. 
Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, Mm. cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present herself to present her to himself as a radiant church mm. without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, mm. but holy and blameless. Yeah. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Mm. He who loves his wife loves himself. Mm. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body mm. just as Christ does the church. For we are members yeah. of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and mm. be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Mm. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Mm. However, beautiful. each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Mm. That just answers like... It, it kind of yeah. answers the whole question. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if it's not something that is... Not just edifying, but taking care mm. of the mm. other person. Cleansing. Yeah. Mm. Cleansing the other person. Mm. Like, if it's anything outside of the bounds. I mean, look at marriage. Mm. This verse clearly says that marriage between a husband and a wife is reflective of the relationship mm. that Christ has with the church. Mm. Yeah. Now, if that's the model that we're going after, mm. what does our sex life look like Mm. in a marriage Mm. right because it doesn't just stop with sex before marriage right right? and this is where the whole don't have sex don't have sex this is Mm -hmm. where it's a problem because don't have sex is just about the marriage Mm -hmm. i mean before the marriage Mm -hmm. and now what we're talking about is after the marriage the real work starts because even just to add to that if the sex you're having in your marriage is not part of the sanctification process that the holy spirit is doing that's a problem yeah we're all getting sanctified and if Mm. marriage marriage is the one thing you guys on this earth Mm -hmm. that is supposed to really show us what that relationship between christ and the church Mm. is right 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 like yes we have friendships yes we Mm -hmm. have church communities and all that yes but the bible is very specific when it says that marriage is a mystery it literally marriage can literally make people give their lives to christ mm. yeah a healthy and a good marriage can literally change a society mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so why do we think that the enemy is only going to pervert like the enemy is not the perversion of sex is not something that's going to start in the marriage mm-hmm. right he's doing it when people are young mm, he's doing yes. it now so that yes. by the time they get to the marriage they cannot enjoy mm. the sex that god has said this is for your marriage right and you it's know? just how we said in the beginning it's mm-hmm. tainting yeah. yeah your view of what that marriage is supposed mm-hmm. to look like yeah i mean people who have sexual trauma who have gone mm-hmm. through abuse who've gone through rape and incest and Mm -hmm. all of these things and even not even not even to that level it could be something very minuscule that builds up over time like all of these things work together by the enemy's like choice and and strategy Mm -hmm. to make us believe that sex is this unholy dirty thing that we should never speak about it like it is it is truly like the glue that binds a husband and and wife together Mm -hmm. like sex it's literally through sex that lives 
mm-hmm. are even brought into this world, right? Yeah. Like sex, <clears throat> like you said, binds. It binds a husband and a wife together. The actual marriage is actually not on the altar, mm-hmm. like or the how do I put it? Like the covenant is not mm-hmm. established on the altar. Mm-hmm. The covenant is established in the bedroom yeah. when you guys have sex. Right. Wow. So even just thinking about purity, how many covenants? Are people making <laughs> like outside of their marriage wow. yeah. because the covenant like yeah the wedding vows and a vow is not the same as a covenant those mm-hmm. are two different things yeah. mm-hmm. a covenant is anything any platform any agreement or anything that is made between spirit and man mm. there's a big difference mm. we are the man here the mm-hmm. humans right mm-hmm. and then through that act we invite God is present. We invite the Holy Spirit, right? So what, you know, it just makes you wonder what are people inviting mm. outside of the context of, of marriage? Are you inviting that person's depression? Are you inviting their addiction? Are you mm. inviting their anger or their rejection or abandonment? Mm. Like there's a lot of things that we just, you know, like, like we've said, people actually have no understanding yeah. of how deep this thing is. Right. You know, and something else that I wanted to add, I think it was Pastor Tim I always forget his name, but the the pastor that has the the podcast about basement in the basement. Oh, ah, the Tim, yeah, Ross. Tim Ross. Tim Ross. I love him. Yes, yeah. he said in his Tim Ross. Um, if you're listening to this, Tim Ross. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put it on. <laughs> I'll put the link of the sermon. It's the help. I'm horny one. Yes, yes. it was really yeah. good. It's and he said one. something. He was like that part of sexual perversion is making sex this thing that is secret and mm-hmm. done in the dark. Wow. Mm-hmm. We've made, like, sex now is seen as this secret, dark, mm-hmm. like, it's like something that should never be put out in the open or anything. Wow. So what ends up happening is before pre-marriage, you know, mm-hmm. people are out here having this sex in the dark, masturbating in the dark, watching porn in the dark, and then when they get married, because marriage literally shines light on mm. every single aspect of your life mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you're taking a vow you're, you're literally inviting the presence of god and the holy spirit in that you know holy matrimony right. and so what ends up happening a lot of the time is these people they get married and they don't know how to have sex in the open right. not when i say in the open yeah, yeah, yeah. public but yeah. they don't know how to have they don't know how to allow god's light to shine on their sex yeah because they're so used to sex being this shameful mm-hmm. private secretive thing and yeah. so you will have a husband will have his wife on the bed and be masturbating in the bathroom that's how wow. bad it has gotten wow. that it, that the enemy has lied to so many to think that oh don't worry by the time you're married your spouse will satisfy all your needs yeah, where do we but get that where do we get that like it's just like <laughs> oh really really even though you've been satisfying it all these different ways the whole time why do we think that when you get married all of a sudden it just gets better it's like oh it's finish it's like no it's healing that needs to happen yeah yes. i mean we all come to jesus mm-hmm. needing healing mm-hmm. and the truth is we also come to marriage in need of healing yeah Ooh, it doesn't, it's not over like yeah. just think about it. you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life right mm-hmm. and so being able to know each other and get to know each other yeah. you don't automatically know each other just because you got married that's right. what the Bible says. When you have sex, the Bible says, and they knew each other. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, and so just That's like good. I can have a conversation mm-hmm. and talk with you and hang out with you in these times, like mm-hmm. I still don't know everything about you. Same mm-hmm. thing in a right. marriage. Like you have to work to get to know this person, to yeah. learn how to love them, yeah. and even learn how to um, love them 
ends through sex, like properly. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, yes. like even when they're not in the mood, you right. have to be like, okay, right. We don't have to do that. You right. know, and, and, and kind yeah. of going into that, like you know, with pornography, how like instant gratification it is, mm. like. Yo, you've just said something. Pornography is literally about pleasuring self, yeah. right? And marriage is selflessness. Yeah. Like what you yeah. just said, when the you opposite. get married, like you think sex plays such a huge part. Like in that bedroom, you can literally tell how sacrificial a spouse is. How mm -hmm. much are you listening to your partner? Yeah. And so if so many people are engaging in porn where it's just it's just all about yeah. you and you alone you don't have to worry about that person then when you get married it's just gonna be about please me satisfy mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. yeah. help me get to my climax right, right. it's just gonna yeah. be about right. you but like you said like marriage is the complete opposite yeah. it's the opposite yeah. like it's really about you dying to self and yes. pleasing the other Sheesh. person that's the You're exact word that came into else. my mind you are literally dying to yourself. Mm -hmm. As we die to ourselves, whether you're married or you're not married, you have a relationship mm. with Christ. He asks us bluntly, die to yourself every day. Yeah, pick, pick up, up your, your cross, cross and die to yourself every, every single Ooh, day. Daily. And if we can't do that in our relationship with God, mm. we cannot do that in our relationship yeah. in marriage. Yeah. And she just, and she just said point blank period. <laughs> no, that's point facts. blank period. I mean, what do you think the 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 singleness season is for? <laughs> right, it's not the season we yeah. don't like so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think that's for? Because if you can't, <laughs> what it what it the scripture says? How can you say you love your brother whom you mm. can see, but you can't love God whom you can mm. see? You know, right. you can't like you say you love God, but you can't love your brother whom you see. Who you can't can see? Yeah, wow. yeah. And so it's just like in the same way, in in, in the same context, mm. how can you say you want a wife or mm. a husband mm -hmm. who you can see in front of you, but in this time of singleness, mm. it's just us. You can't even give me your attention. You can't even get. You can't even depend on God and God alone for satisfaction. Right. But you right. think. That you can, you will be able to depend on your spouse. Right. right, right, yeah, yo, that's so good. Yeah, this is wow, <laughs> incredible. I, we could talk for hours about yes. it. No, wait, yeah. we there's lots to unpack. Yeah, a lot. We <laughs> only scratch the surface. Yeah, no, for real, for Just real. The tip of the iceberg. Mm. Mm. Um, I guess before we round up, like, um, what else? Um, when you guys think of perversion as a whole, because I I would say perversion is the opposite of purity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you think of uh, perversion as a whole, what else um, other than porn, masturbation, mm -hmm. what else um, will you say perverts our view of purity or sexuality as a whole? Because I would say music. I would definitely add right. that as well. Like yeah. music can definitely play a part in sexual perversion, and that's why. We're, that's why this whole thing is about. <laughs> that's why this whole thing is about purity because we think right. the topic of purity ends with sex. Mm -hmm. Like, what about? <laughs> I got another one for you. Take it there. Generational hmm. trauma, hmm. because yeah. um, just being hmm. like African American, yeah. we have a lot of trauma in our history mm -hmm. from slavery, from different things like that. And we don't really think of even because we don't we have not healed yet. Mm -hmm, like we yeah. still carry around a lot of our trauma, mm -hmm. and if we think that's not going to affect affect the the marriage mm -hmm. relationship, like yeah. like dominance and you know submissiveness Ooh. and all these other things, aggressiveness, aggressiveness, aggressiveness anger, like yeah. oh like you you got to give me this, 
like like I'm the one controlled. I mm. have power here. All these different things. Yeah. So like you can get you can get even get that. That's why like. Like we talk, you know, generational curses, mm-hmm. drinking that. You always hear that, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh Lord, I don't know about it. But mm-hmm. it's like just being able to really understand the trauma that comes through your line, right? Mm-hmm. And understanding how it affects the every area of your life, mm-hmm. like you know, because it's like it, it just even like the whole this this uh like the the what is it the uh, position of the sexes like like females are supposed to be. Like mm-hmm. in the kitchen cleaning, and all of a sudden, the man's supposed to be the ones bring the bread in and all stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, just kind of like the the, the gender norms and mm. the different things like that. It's like we don't even think about like that plays a role in sexuality too. Like how yeah. we treat each other yeah. and and things like that. Because sometimes it's just it'd be wild yeah. out here. It'd and I like, think Whoa. I think sorry Olivia, oh, yeah. I think this starts because <laughs> I'm really convinced that like the the state of a couple's like sexual a couple's sexual life, I guess, reveals a lot about their marriage as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think we can even see that in the stats in yeah. general, mm-hmm. where we see that the percentages of women versus men that are uh, reaching orgasm just mm-hmm. goes to really show how mm-hmm. much sacrifice is being made on both ends, right? Yeah. Because yeah. sex, it tells a lot about what is going on. Mm-hmm in relationship as a whole you know so i like that you did mention that where it's like you know um the whole control thing just all that like how much are we really saying let's consider this you know like uh, the other person yeah what did you want to say i mean yeah i was just gonna add to that um i mean it's it it's what kind of household you grow up into. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. What kind of relationship did your parents have? Mm. Oh, yeah. Were they together? Were they <clears throat> divorced? Were they mm. married? Were they together but not married? <laughs> Were they, you know... Married but not together. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Were, Were mean, they together or bitter? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, there's so many ways that mm. you can look at that. And that all... It not only influences your, like, sexual, like mindset i guess Mm -hmm. when you go into marriage but it also influences your relationship Mm -hmm. aspect like Mm -hmm. what you know about relationships Mm -hmm. the first example of a relationship that Mm -hmm. any child has Mm -hmm. is usually their parent Mm -hmm. yeah you know and whatever that looks like it is just to to piggyback off of that that's actually um scientifically proven like Mm -hmm. the um forget what it's called it's like what is that? I think it's attachment styles or different things like that. Yes, like, yeah, attachment styles. Like the way like theory. the way your parents treat you is how you're going to assume how everyone How your partner, you. yeah, right. right. And your relationship you're gonna go after yeah. those things. There's the anxious <clears throat> attachment, secure, yeah. all yeah. that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I mean mm-hmm. I've seen that in my own life. My I've been very blessed that my my parents have been married and together my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, still together, you know, twenty mm-hmm. something years now, wow. which is amazing. I mean, I think they just had their twenty fourth or twenty fifth wow. anniversary, and um, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're amazing. But I, you know, didn't see it in a context of a, a godly marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents believe in God, and. But you know, it's um, it's not more religious. It's more religious. It's more mm. so what we see in, um, you know, like the traditional church, mm. the Orthodox. Um, Orthodox. Church. I mean, my yeah. family is Yugoslavian. Um, mm-hmm. Literally, I'm first generation American. Mm. So, kind of seeing that, not not just my parents, but how did my grandparents relate to each other? Mm. You know, and a lot mm. of it is like we don't talk about emotions. We don't talk about the things that 
you know bother us we don't talk about the things that make us happy like yeah it's kind of just like you just go day by day and if you have an issue mm-hmm. you put that s-h-i-t in a box and mm-hmm. put it under your bed mm. i mean yeah. that's really what it comes down to in yeah. a lot of immigrant culture mm-hmm. i yeah. mean in a lot of i mean you could probably attest to this as well mm-hmm. i'm still um, emotional i don't care what yeah. they say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but i mean mm-hmm. it's just kind of the culture that has developed over time yeah. and so um you know not to like you know not to take away from the great aspects that mm-hmm. um you know my parents have in their relationship right. in their marriage but there are you know nobody is perfect yeah and so we we can never reach this you know peak of relationship Perfection. here yeah and so i think that also speaks to like what do we expect going into a marriage if we mm-hmm. didn't say you're in my situation where you didn't grow up in a christian mm-hmm. household mm-hmm. and so you kind of just dismiss mm-hmm. all of that like what you've experienced as a child and the the relationship that your parents have or the relationship mm-hmm. that your family has you dismiss that and you think i've fallen guilty of this and thinking that my Christian marriage is going to be way up here. Mm. Like it's going to be some other crazy level. Mm. And while there's a bit of truth to that, you know, if Jesus is involved, it changes mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. regardless if you're talking about marriage or singleness or whatever. Yeah. But it's still not going to be perfect because we're still imperfect, yeah. sin nature human beings. Mm. And that's something that you need to consider. Yeah. That's so. really good. All right, so if there's one thing that you want the listeners to take away from just our entire conversation, if there's one more thing you get to add, yeah. what would it be? We can start with Melvin and then go to you. Uh, <laughs> I think it's important to um, disconnect from the culture's expectations. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think That's for good. me, growing up, I think the way I am very like quiet, you know, because like I said, because I'm introverted, because I'm very like, you know, um, I'm normally the one in the corner, but I'm I do that on purpose because I want to observe, I want to see how people mm-hmm. are and how people think, and so I'm always wondering why we do certain things, and so mm-hmm. I think it's important to take a step back from all the things you've heard from everyone else mm-hmm. or what people say is right or wrong, and use reason mm-hmm. and really process what is this mm-hmm. you know like what are am i actually being told what am i actually being taught mm-hmm. and is it good mm-hmm. because i think we assume the things that are good it's good and it's right because everybody does it yeah and it's not always the case mm-hmm. um and so it's it's hard to do that because you're make you kind of you may have times where you're going to stand out like a sore thumb but it's mm-hmm. better to stand out with a sore thumb than to follow the the herd like off a fly, the man. <laughs> yeah like off the cliff like mm. you know and so um, just be observant and be mindful mm. of the voices mm. let in yeah. yeah and I think right off of that note um, to add on to that um, when you do deal with sexual sin like mm. in your life because we all have some form of it mm. I mean I don't care how pure you are or mm. how pure you think you are yeah. we all have a sexual desire if you're watching desire. TV if you watch Bridgerton this year you right some every every person has some form of this yeah. so what I would leave you with is 
don't allow the enemy to back you into a corner mm. and keep mm. it in the dark. Mm. Mm. Because the most freedom that I have found mm. in dealing with sexual sin and masturbation and lust is when I share and confess mm. mm-hmm. with That's my good. trusted yes. people yeah. that, are, that are right. And as soon as you, I mean, God, God knows and sees everything, right? Mm-hmm. But he still wants to hear mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. I mean, what kind of relationship would it be if somebody was just watching you mm-hmm. do things, but you never like talk to them about it? Mm-hmm. Like that's not a two way thing. Mm-hmm. So God wants you to be honest with him yeah. and confess not only to your close and trusted brothers mm-hmm. and sisters, but to him too. Yeah. And when you open up that part of your of your brokenness that needs healing mm. that's when god can begin the healing process yes. with you mm. and yes. also don't have an expectation that it's just going to happen overnight yeah. Um, yeah. while god is a healer and he is able to heal things mm-hmm. in an instant mm. a lot of times our brokenness and our pain goes a lot deeper mm-hmm. than something that can just be healed in an instant yep. yeah and there's not a lot of learning that takes place if something is just taken away from you in a, in a moment and god obviously knows a lot better than that and he wants to use this for your good the bible yeah. says he uses all things together for, for your good, good. Yes. for the good of those so who love, love him and yes. so he will use even your darkest deepest mm-hmm. secrets mm-hmm. that you struggle with mm-hmm. by yourself he will use those things for your benefit and he will teach glory. you and for his glory yeah. and and he will once you receive that healing and that comfort in him mm-hmm. and no matter how many times you mess up you will then be able to be there for another brother or another yeah. sister yeah that is going through the same thing and, and there's so much power in having that community yeah and keeping the things mm-hmm. that are in darkness bringing them out into light mm-hmm. because that's when we can attack them that's when yeah. we can you know speak against the things that are happening and and strategize how can we overcome this together mm. because you're not alone in this like there's so many people that struggle mm. with the same things that you're struggling with that it's just the culture of shame around it has become so strong that we don't talk about it but don't let the enemy win mm. by keeping you in shame mm-hmm. and keeping you in darkness and just, mm, and just that's to add good to that, add to that <clears throat> It's like if you take a seed and you put it in in the ground and it grows, you're you may see the the plant, but when you pull it up, there's roots. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like pulling up, like trying to pull like a carrot out of the out of the ground, it's hard work. Yeah. So you have to pull at it, and yeah. you'll see all the different vines and different things that connect to it. Yeah. So, just to kind of piggyback off that mm-hmm. point about how it's going to take, it's going to be a process. It will be a process, but embrace the process because yeah. mm-hmm. there's like the world always wants to give you oh there's a quick fix for it yeah and a lot of time god loves a process right yeah <laughs> he is not going to instantly do it um you know all the time there may be certain things that mm-hmm. are instant but it in in, in in even in that it may not be instant you may have just been ready for it yeah yeah and uh that those are really really good points like what both of you said mm-hmm. and just to like add to that i guess like one thing what i would say is one we are all sexual beings yes, yes. like it is in your nature like <laughs> god created us to be sexual beings like when adam saw eve he had a poem at last bone on my bone <laughs> yeah like 
sexual yeah. attraction is normal so don't ever let the enemy make you think especially as christians don't mm. ever let the enemy make you think that there's something wrong with you yeah because you're horny like I have the kind of relationship with my friends where I tell them, "Girl, like we literally we have cold words for each other." Like, "Girl, mm-hmm. I'm horny. Pray for me." Like, mm-hmm. if you can get prayer for other things, why can't you also ask your friend, "Hey, guys, like I'm horny and I'm, I'm really tempted to satisfy this need." this way mm-hmm. or yeah. that way mm-hmm. or guys like oh i'm so horny i haven't been to the club in a while or i haven't listened to this playlist in a while like these are things that you know one like know that the need is normal it yeah. is legitimate you are a sexual being you have needs but don't meet those needs by the temporary uh modes of satisfaction that the world is giving you because it will meet those needs temporarily and give you years of shame and rejection and abandonment to work through but you can meet those needs god's way and i know that sounds weird when people think of god meeting other needs Mm. but when it comes to sexuality people just Mm. sort of take god completely out of it like i'm telling you guys there have been times in my life as a single woman okay who is abstaining like there are times in my life where it's just like oh my gosh like i'm horny and you know like i literally like it sounds funny Mm. but i would go and like be worshiping like lord you know and i remember one time even just being like lord take this away from me and the holy spirit said to me you want me to take it away from you what are you gonna have when you get married Mm. what you should be asking is for me to help you steward Mm. how i have created you to steward the needs that i have given you because you're going to need them like there will be a time where you will need to be horny for you to have there's there for a husband. reason. Yeah. There for yeah. a reason. There's a right? reason why we feel these things right. before <laughs> and during marriage hey, as well. Exactly. It doesn't pause and play. Right. Like, so you're yeah. born with it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you, you know? can do about it. Yeah. So just like talk to God about it. Like Olivia said, talk to trusted friends, mentors, like, you know, have those people in your corner that if you are struggling with masturbation or with porn have certain people it could be one or two people that you know that when you're in those moments where you're feeling triggered they could they have that responsibility to call you like hey what are you doing right now like Mm -hmm. do you want to come over like like kind of like you know just check up on you Mm -hmm. and things like that and then the last thing that i will say is the enemy's greatest weapon is isolation yeah whatever he can isolate he can destroy that is why when you think of things like like suicide it doesn't just jump from joy to suicide it's joy and then depression and then all kinds of things going on before it gets there and so even when it comes to sexuality when it comes to sexual sin or just your struggles with it like do not isolate with it if you're struggling with porn like don't isolate because that's where the enemy can really bully you and right. kick you down and tell you oh geez, you're so dirty you're so i mean if you're listening and you're struggling with this i'm sure you know the kind of thoughts right. that come in okay mm-hmm. some of the most hor- horrifying things like mm-hmm. you're so dirty you're so worthless just look at you you thought you were free like oh i guess this is a thorn in your flesh mm-hmm. i'm so sure some of you can relate to these things but no do not isolate go and fi- run out of there and find community and confess mm-hmm. you know because when you have other people tell you especially as women especially as women especially as when women. another woman tells you girl i struggle with it too because 
society makes it seem like it's only men right, that struggle right. with mm. sexuality but mm-hmm. when women can also just come together and say girl you're not alone you know like yeah. there's a lot of healing that can start to take place from there right so that being said all right i'm gonna round up the episode but thank you guys so much for listening this was so wholesome and thank you guys so much for like doing this with yeah. me yeah. like thank you for doing so much right now <laughs> yeah. thank you um so before you go just like you know drop your instagram or your social media handles or whatever you would like the people to have yeah well um i don't honestly use social media that much she doesn't. um but my instagram is olivia with two a's at the mm. end underscore mm-hmm. d-a-n Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure you can link is probably easier to do. Mm-hmm. But um, with that, yeah, I am. I just want to say to whoever is listening, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are in this journey, I know that the Lord has better for you. And he has better for all of us. Yeah. And you do not need to stay in the same cycles. The enemy mm-hmm. will try to tell you that you have to stay there. But the truth is there's freedom mm-hmm. and you are made a new creation yeah. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so be left with that be Amen. encouraged have joy in knowing that he is your savior savior and nothing mm. scares him and nothing is too big for him nothing mm. is too big for him and nothing is too small for him either. nothing yeah. is too superior yeah. Yes. yeah well uh yeah so uh i have a twitter twitter account mm. uh mant author uh, so check me out you'll get say that again m mant author okay yeah so uh, I'll be putting up, you know, any kind of information on like my my next book and different thoughts that mm-hmm. I'm processing while I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to encourage everyone who's listening to know that fear is a lie. <laughs> fear right. is a and a, an illusion. An illusion. So yes. whatever you're afraid of with processing what you're going through and talking about, it's not real. Mm. Like you're. What you think is going to happen is not going to happen at all. I know this from experience. Fear has been my biggest uh, uh, contender and my biggest uh, like fight. But every time I I press through fear, I I walked into purpose. Mm -hmm. Every time I pressed through fear, I walked into into healing. And so don't let your your mistakes, Mm -hmm. what you've done, uh, get in the way. God is a provider. He will provide the community, the right mm-hmm. people around you. Just ask him. He is yeah. so generous. Right. And don't believe what your shame and what you've mm-hmm. done tell you about you. That's not Ooh. who you are. Your identity right. is not in your behavior. Yeah. It's in Christ. And Christ's behavior, actually. We've been given his righteousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're not righteous on your own anyway. So don't ever try to live off your own righteousness. Right. And so you're in the favor of God. You're in his heart. You're in his mm-hmm. love. That doesn't change. So continue to, to, to walk with him, even when you're at your lowest, because he's there even still. Yeah. Period. Yes. And well, you guys already know, follow The Yellow Podcast on Instagram at The Yellow Podcast. And you can follow my personal Instagram at K-E-M-X-V-I. And I will make sure to drop all these Uh, connections and all these information in the section below so thank you guys so much for listening i love you guys god bless you go with god (laughs) and bye thank you for listening to the yellow podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please like share leave a comment and subscribe 
If you would like to stay up to date with more content and information, follow us on Instagram at The Yellow Podcast. If you are interested in one-on-one coaching to take your personal development to the next level, visit our website, www.theyellowproject.com, check out our services, and book a session. The Yellow Podcast is powered by Anchor, a podcast distributing platform. See you guys next time.